RadioInfluence.com. You are sitting ringside with David Penzer on Radio Influence. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition, a special edition of City Ringside, The World's Gone Mad, week number two. God, I hope we don't get to double digits on this or else uh, uh, God knows. But I uh, do want to welcome everybody. So here, so happy that you are here to listen to this thing we call a podcast. Some things have to stay the same. And... Um, as we spoke last week, and when this dropped, WrestleMania was still in the books, but that didn't last long, and pretty much, as you know, everything in the world has shut down to the point where, as we're recording this uh, on Friday uh, before the weekend, the cities of New- the state of New York and the state of California have shut down, so it's only a matter of time till the whole country probably shuts down, which I can't wait for that. Uh, so we, 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 we had a couple of thoughts for, uh, for this podcast. We, uh, talked to several, uh, players that were affected by, or reached out to several players that were affected by the cancellation of WrestleMania weekend festivities in, uh, in the Tampa area, uh, national, uh, companies that were affected by closing down here and, they uh, they're still processing refunds and 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 talking themselves out of jumping off a roof, uh, and I I say that kidding around, but not really. And um, so we talked about just having a regular guest, of which we have a, a whole bunch lined up. We're probably as stacked as far as uh, people who have committed to doing this podcast as we have been in a long time. And God, I hope we get back to that very very soon. Um, but decided that probably just talking to uh, somebody about their wrestling career this week probably could have been the right thing, but we decided just to shoot the shit. So the boss, Jerry P. Tuck is here. Jerry, say hello to the world. The, vo- the voice is, is back. I was going to say, I, I, I'm not talking like this this week. It's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you don't have coronavirus. No, I don't. I don't. I, I had pneumonia. So and if I, you can say I'm good on that front, I'm good on that front, but I'm much better now. Things are uh, rolling along, but and yeah, I had man. the I had the flu, so we were the walking wounded last week. I Dude, just, yeah. I'm halfway through like a not the Z pack. It's, it's a new steroid for the flu, I, it's, but it's like a Z pack. Well, know, I like, was going to say between me being sick and you being sick last week, and you know, if, if we're going to break down this fourth wall here, you know, uh, people probably don't realize that 99 percent of the time we record this podcast in your office in your house. So when I walked in sick last week and you were sick, your wife gave me the stink eye and threatened to kick me out. I don't know what that was about, and I don't appreciate that. She looks at me like that all the time. Well, she's stuck with you. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I love her. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Yeah, we are just kidding. But uh, we're not kidding about the craziness that is said the world. And um, uh, so, Jerry, as as I as I mentioned last uh, week. Uh, when we talked about this, chances are WrestleMania was getting canceled. And uh, as as Monday approached, the week, chances are became more like how are they going? You know, it became a, a pissing contest almost. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter and you can follow me at David Penzer, all one word. Um, I got nothing but time now, folks. So uh, <laughs> so we could. Uh, I, but I finally had to block somebody this week. Really? 
Yeah, they. I, we. I. I love a good disagreement. They didn't like my opinion on AEW, which we'll talk about, and uh, I respectfully disagreed. And they said, "Well, what?" And I said, "And I said, you know, somebody who's been around this business twenty five years. I. That's my opinion. You don't have to agree with it." And he said, uh, "You've been in two failed wrestling companies in twenty five years. I don't really consider that oh. expertise." <laughs> And I said, I'm not saying it's expertise. I said, I just happened to point out you have five fo- followers on Facebook, <laughs> on, on Twitter. That's phenomenal. So, 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 who, you know, my, my 25 years and two failed companies is, and, you know, 3,000, 3,500 Twitter followers, which, hey, ain't setting any records. So you want to help me out here in the end of days? Let's, uh, let's set records. But, um, I'm saying, I'm sure his 15 followers got five, off on that. Oh, five, literally five? Five, yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. And, but, but what was really pissing him off is his name is James and I was calling him Jimmy every time I responded. And he was like, <laughs> like oh, call like me Jimmy. Little Jimmy. And, and, and I got, yeah, sort of. And, and, uh, so James, if you're listening, uh, yeah, you, uh, I'll, I'll say it for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because, um, that he's the first person I ever, uh, blocked on Twitter. You know how a lot of people are like blocked and you know, it's like a bit yeah. all caps. And I was like, I'm doing this for the first time <laughs> block. And then I had to Google how to block people on Twitter. So. <laughs> That's, I, got, that's phenomenal. I, I, I have no idea how to do any of it. So, um, but yeah, Jimmy, uh, you're blocked and hopefully nobody else is blocked, but, hey, but, 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 but hold that thought, Jimmy, we appreciate you listening to the show. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I don't think he's listening anymore. Yeah, he can still bite me anyways. So, um, so if you follow me on Twitter, you will notice that uh, as the week progressed and got into the weekend, I was writing a lot about a clause in a contract called force majeure. Mm-hmm. And that is really what this whole thing was about. Not even not only for WrestleMania and for WWE, but even more so in some ways for the WrestleCons and the, the collectives of the world, the uh, wrestle expo, which our events were tied to uh, because who canceled these events Uh had and will have and may have an impact even with WWE on who's on the hook for some of the money. Uh, if you follow along, WrestleCon uh, had a $120,000 almost deposit with Marriott Hotels. There's a West Shore Marriott that they had booked everybody in, and um, they were not going to let uh, them out of that even after WrestleMania was canceled and they had to cancel and uh, the president of the United States said you couldn't put 10 more than 10 people in a, in, in a cluster together in a, in a meeting space or a room and you had to pro- practice social distancing. And, um, and so I know that I want to thank some of our Twitter followers speaking of Twitter. Uh, I had about 150, 200 of you guys retweet a post that, uh, that tag Marriott and I know Chris Jericho got involved. Kevin Owens got involved. Scott Demore got involved. Who's an ambassador on Marriott. They call him ambassador when he, when he checks in, he was telling me, we were texting. He was saying, he was saying they, when I, they welcome me, they say, welcome ambassador to Marriott. So, uh, nothing. You have no comment on that. I, I don't know Scott, but I'll, I'll, I'll call him ambassador. That's fine. I, I, yeah, he, 
Actually, you know what? They did something really cool. Uh, I wasn't planning on talking about it, and um, I'll say before you go there, I do have thoughts on the Marriott thing. So okay, we'll get right. back to it. No, we'll all get back to it. Right. Now, real quickly though, um, and we're going to be probably all over the place because I'm all over the place today anyway, and uh, I don't have notes to follow and questions to ask. So uh, just a couple of subjects. So bear with me, and I'm sure Jerry will try to keep me on course as he does uh, each and every week here on the podcast. But uh, speaking real quick, it's got to more an impact wrestling. Uh, it's not. A, it's probably not a shock that I have a, uh, an, an allegiance to Impact Wrestling uh, for many reasons. I really respect and like Ed Nordholm for the time I've gotten to get to know him. Uh, I go back 30 years probably with Scott Demore, and we've stayed in contact. And um, and and from time to time, I've I've worked there recently, and they've probably been my most recent employer up as you know even as as far as this past weekend. So we did the, uh, as we mentioned last week, I went up and, and did the the TV tapings that is actually going to air for a pay-per-view that is not scheduled now, but we are going to air it. And um, so you're going to get to see, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but you're going to get to see Scott Delmore and I do play-by-play in color for an hour of wrestling action. And uh, so the chips will fall where they may. But uh, I also did the ring announcing from behind the curtain. Uh, so that starts tomorrow. If it's, it's funny, people kind of, uh, reach out on, on Twitter sometimes and say, Hey man, I missed the voice. So if you missed the voice, you'll be able to hear the voice for the next three weeks, uh, doing the ring announcing, uh, on, on impact wrestling on axis uh, every Tuesday. And I had reached out to Scott cause I saw that their talent had put that they were paying their contracted talent for, I guess most of their talents on a per event deal so when they wrestle and then at a show they get paid which is common uh for a lot of uh wrestling companies right now especially some of the smaller ones and i guess uh even though they were canceling some of the wrestling shows because everything's canceled here not only culture but events now uh they were paying them so i I just reached out to him and said that's really classy uh i'm a karma guy and i believe you got a lot of positive karma and he said good you're on the list and I said, what do you mean I'm on the list? This is we're texting back and forth. I don't mean to embarrass Scott but or put him on the spot. But um, he said, you're scheduled to do the There's No Place Like Home pay-per-view on April 2nd. And I said, yeah, but I am never signed a contract. He says, well, you're on the list. You're getting paid. Which really, man, is really, really cool. And I want to thank them. Uh, I was just a local guy who they called because I was uh, uh, associated with TNA. And... Um, we had even really never discussed uh, a firm payday. It kind of was just kind of joking around kind of stuff. And um, I had my own events that weekend. So, but, but the fact that they included me and, and, and uh, somebody who's not a regular who up until two weeks ago, wasn't even part of the plans. And I don't, not saying I'm part of plans moving forward, but uh, temporarily at least back on the fold for one taping. So I really appreciate that. And that's really classy. And, um, you know, I know we're jumping around here, as I said, but uh, I really urge you guys. Um, I know times are tough. I know uh, I know money's tight for a lot of people, uh, but if you have an extra ten dollars to join the uh, the TNA Impact Wrestling Network of of, of tens of thousands of hours of old content. Uh, if you have a, f- a few dollars to buy some merchandise, not just for Impact Wrestling, but for the indie talent that are now out of work, uh, you know, 
we were even thinking about I was even thinking about selling sitting ringside uh, t-shirts uh, for with our logo uh, and we may do that uh, here down the road and if we do that hey you know we appreciate that we're not gonna we're just gonna turn them around for uh, just to see if uh, you know for very little uh, and that's still up in the air I'm not sure if we're gonna do that I'm not sure if anybody has any interest uh, I think I asked on Twitter once or somebody asked on Twitter and a few people were interested but um but 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 just give back uh, if you can. And if you can't, totally understand. Totally understand. And uh, we don't do Patreon here, and I don't ha- I'm not have any feelings either way, and we're not going to do Patreon here. And, uh, uh, you know, hopefully we get some sponsors and uh, the world gets back to normal. So sorry to ramble. I probably should uh, apologize uh, every, every couple of minutes. Jerry, back to your thoughts on the Marriott and all that. Um, that they finally relented and they char- did not charge uh, the uh, WrestleCon folks. And I don't know the WrestleCon folks. I was just doing what I felt was right. I think I met the guy three times and said four words to him. But um, uh, I, was just, I was just doing what I thought was right. And um, it came out in a good perspective from them i did hear that people that had to put a deposit down fans that bought uh hotel rooms that had to put a deposit down of about 230 dollars did not get those deposits back as we speak okay i don't know if there's any updates on that what what are your thoughts on the the marriott and the whole and and the reason we're talking about this as we backtrack is because um the uh we were talking about the force majeure of who cancels uh and and that is going to be something that is probably going to be in courts over the next i'd say three to five years uh might even get up to the supreme court because there's a lot of events that got affected a lot of people uh that have money that they may not get back from events not i'm not just talking wrestling events talking concerts i'm talking uh trips i know there's a lot of uh people that are upset at the airlines that they're not giving full refunds. Um, uh, they're giving credits for a year. So I think this is going to be a big thing. And if I know lawyers, like I know lawyers, uh, there's going to be lawyers that are looking to, to, to jump and see if they get in the middle of this force majeure and try to determine uh, if this was an act of God. And if so, who's at fault for the act of God and who's on the hook and who's not any thoughts. Well, yeah, I've got I've got a little bit of info on this because I've got some family that actually does event planning and things like that and works with Marriott. So I, I kind of was picking their brain a little bit about this. And, you know, I, I think uh, while I don't know the WrestleCon people either, um, you know, they got really lucky because had Governor DeSantis not laid down the law and canceled things on his own, they would have been stuck with that bill because and, and I know this isn't a popular opinion. But, you know, at the end of the day, they were scheduling WrestleCon in conjunction with WrestleMania. When they canceled, it wasn't because of the pandemic. It was because WrestleMania got canceled. Hmm. So Marriott was well within their right because they blocked off $120,000 in hotel rooms that had those not been blocked off could have gone to other people. They could have made their money. So, sure. so the, 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 what was it? Force majeure? Is that what force it was? majeure? Yeah. yeah. So that was their saving grace because had governor DeSantis not come back, they would have been on the hook for that. And, you know, because at the end of the day, like I said, they canceled because WrestleMania was canceled, not because of the pandemic. Well, but WrestleMania was canceled because of the pandemic. So isn't that a, 
Direct correlation? No, because Marriott has nothing to do with WrestleMania. They were tied into WrestleCon. So they could still have WrestleCon over that weekend without WrestleMania. Technically. Technically, yeah. Um, And and at the end of the day, that's what, you know, business-wise, you know, business-wise, they were within their right. Now, ethically, that's another story. And, and this did become a story because I did see Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens and I think Drake Ambassador Maverick. Ambassador Damore. Yeah, Ambassador Damore and Drake Maverick and a bunch of these guys say, you know, I'm never going to use Marriott again. But they weren't looking at it from Marriott's perspective either. And, you know, blocking off those hotel rooms for the best part of a year, at least probably, you know, they, they could have lost a lot of money had those rooms been canceled beforehand. Well, the bottom line is almost everybody's losing a lot of money. Well, uh, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> but but uh, the 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 people that put WrestleCon on dodged a bullet. Doctors and nurses and hospitals—they're making money, and uh, uh, that's about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the, and I'm sure I've seen everybody say the people that put WrestleCon on are good people, and you know this and like that. Like I the said, other. I've said three words to them. I think uh, when I was wor- doing the work for. Uh, my buddy, and I put that in uh, quotes, Hannibal, uh, for Hannibal TV, he, uh, he covered all that with uh, the guys. So I think they one event, they asked us pancakes and pile drivers uh, brunch. They asked us to leave, but everything else was, was fair game. And they were very polite and very nice. And, uh, uh, and so, yeah. I, had, I would say, had, thing, had, had things not played out the way they did and this went to court, they probably would have lost. So it's a good thing Governor DeSantis did come out and cancel things the way he did, because that would not have ended. This story could have ended much worse than what it did, because I know I saw him say that, you know, if they canceled it, you know, they'd probably lose their house and this and that and the other. But, you know, when you run events in conjunction with other events, that's the risk you take. I had, and, and you know that I had events and I, I, I made it clear to my business partner and to everybody involved that, uh, and I had no idea that there was going to be a freaking pandemic well, and it was all going to get canceled. I just didn't know if it would be, if, if, if anybody would care on a weekend filled with a, a zillion events. Uh, and we did okay, uh, knock on wood, but, um, but, but I made it clear that, you know, uh, we're going to put as little skin in the game, quote unquote, as possible, uh, just in case this all doesn't work out for whatever reason. Now, never in my wildest dreams, like I said, what I imagined it all would have gotten blown, blown away. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I've been around the block enough to know that, uh, you know, but Hey, got, you know, places, events like WrestleCon and the collective and, and, and world wrestling networks, wrestle expo, they have, you know, every year they have a history of doing well. So, you know, if, 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 if my little, event had a history of doing well every year uh, at WrestleMania, I'd put money in it because right. I would expect that I'm going to make that money back tenfold. And uh, so, you know, the only reason I didn't is because ours was an unknown uh, kind of question mark and wouldn't have even transferred to other WrestleManias because the main reason we did it was because it was in the going to be in the armory, the old armory, which was uh, one of the big venues of uh, professional wrestling uh, and the biggest venue here in Tampa uh, for decades. So it had a lot of history in that building. And there's even a big wall, a huge wall that, to, that remembers the history of professional championship wrestling from Florida. So it was just going to be a one-off anyway. I do kind of, I'm kind of bummed that we're, I'm not going to get to go to Wright's Gourmet Deli though, because we had some dinners, one with Abdullah the Butcher and one with Kevin Sullivan that were set up at Wright's. And uh, Kevin Sullivan, especially, was bra- an Austin Idol on Facebook. I don't have a lot of contact with Austin Idol, but when he saw Wright's, he was like, I'm jealous. I say, we can go to lunch there anytime you want 
to well, go. Well, no, not, 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 not anymore. They just canceled restaurants being open. Well, once they now reopen. Now I'm stuck with my 25-year-old son here. It, you know, it, it, not can't to go to work. We're, we're going off-road and off-subject. There is no script anymore, Yeah, we're, yeah to, to hell with it at this point. Um, for those we of will, you... By the way, not to interrupt you, we will get back to the old script because we're not going to be able to ramble for uh, every week and, and expect you all to listen. So we'll, we'll have a guest next week, and hopefully it'll be somebody that has a... Um, that has a uh, uh, some perspective on what's going on. Uh, everybody I reached out to really was like, you know what? Let's just give things a week to see where they all fall out because it's changing every minute, if not every hour. Certainly, many times a day. So, but we will get back to the old format for those who have shut this off. You could, those who <laughs> haven't, please tell. Please, please spread the word. Well, for for those of you guys that don't know, I actually own part owner. I'm I'm one of the two co-owners of Radio Influence. We've got like twenty you different. Are? <laughs> Who knew? There's I, a reason I, I called yeah. you the boss. Yeah. Well, I, I, a lot I, of was people, just, I was just kissing your ass. Uh, a lot of people may not know that, but one of the people we work with is uh, Chef Brian Duffy. Um, if that name sounds familiar, he did a season or two on Bar Rescue. Um, he's got a show on the food network and, you know, he does a podcast with us called Duffified live. And, uh, this episode, the this Cheap plug, well, no, no, well, yeah, but no, not really. Cause I'm going somewhere with this. Um, you know, his show that his most recent show that came out on Friday, um, he basically did a half hour of how this coronavirus is affecting the service industry. And, you know, he said he's been talking to some of the people that he knows and to go along with, you know, rights gourmet being closed and things shutting down. You know, he said that the insiders in the in the industry feel that 25 to 35 percent of all restaurants are going to end up closed because of this. And that's scary. I think I think that that's a low number, quite frankly, but um, can only hope for the best. Every time I I wake up and hear a little good news and you think that things are back on track and and that, you know, um, this might only be a couple of weeks before the world could get back to normal or at least the U.S. could get back to normal. They shut down California and New York. Yeah. So it's uh, they obviously know something and they're obviously trying to start uh, stop something from spreading. And I well, hope it works. Knock on wood. But, uh, you know, and as we were and like you said, as we record this on Friday afternoon, you know, Governor DeSantis closed down all the bars and restaurants here in Florida. You mentioned that. And he had you know, kept the restaurants open a couple extra days. Uh, and, uh, but, but the restaurants didn't survive. They are doing takeout. So, uh, you know, um, my wife went and, and last night we, you know, cause she went to go food shopping and it's mostly frozen food that they have left. There was like no hamburger, right. no steak. She said there was one thing, a steak, it was like 180 bucks. So it's like, I don't need steak that bad. Well, I think, I think before this is over and done with, and we're going to get back to wrestling here. So don't like trip out. But, um, you know, before this is over and done with, I, I would not be surprised if we ended up nationwide on a lockdown. I think there's going to be a lot of States that are going to follow suit of California and New York. So, you know, which it, is getting back to wrestling when getting back to WrestleMania, which is why the news is out as we speak that WWE is actively recording in two locations in Florida, at least one location in Florida at the performance center, but is actively recording, uh, content so that under the thought process that they want to get everything through WrestleMania in, uh, to an empty arena, obviously that they can. I don't really talk wrestling on my social media accounts just because I've got so much more going on. But I think You're kind of a big deal, actually. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, trust me, I'm not. But um, I, I think you saw it the other night when I said if the WWE were smart, they would pre-record everything for WrestleMania. 
I actually missed that, but that's smart. You were they would they would pre-record everything because you know what? It would cover up any botches. And and, and the example I used was the Piper Gold Dust backlot brawl at WrestleMania years ago. You know, the, the best thing the WWE does is their production. Their production pieces are brilliant. Yep. They've got the creative guys in the background. You know, just look at Jeremy Borash with the 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 broken stuff he did with Matt Hardy. I, I got to say that we're going around in circles here and, and we're not we're not stinking on any topic, which is my normal uh, conversation in life. But I have to say, I we're, and we're going to get to AEW uh, this week in, in, in a while. But I watched AEW and I watched the vignette uh, that they did of Lance Hoyt. And I could I would have bet my ass that Jeremy Borash produced that either somebody studying yeah. Jerry's stuff or Jerry's uh, undercover working for AEW. But uh, well, well, OK, but, but, but that, think, uh, that, that style was was something that Jerry would, and, and God, that, that, never in a million years did I think I was going to put Jeremy Borash over on my podcast. But uh, <laughs> No, love you, Jerry. But uh, but OK, um, but let's think about that. Who was the other person involved in Borash in producing those pieces? Matt Hardy, who debuted on All Elite this week. Matt Hardy. How much do you want to bet that vignette may have been taped at Hardy's compound? Lance Hoyt, actually, pro- you're actually probably right. Uh, and I'm, it's purely speculation. Wow, that's good. But, you know, back to the WrestleMania. So maybe maybe it wasn't Borash that was the genius. Maybe it was Matt Hardy that's or the genius. Or maybe it was both of them. Maybe it's both. But now you can't both be together. So they're going to have to s- split up and see. Uh, it's it, it, could, it could actually get fun in these uh, uncertain times. It could be like a weekly pissing contest as to who could do the most outlandish uh, creative uh, uh, stuff on uh, wrestling shows that may not have uh, be live anymore, even with no fans in them. I mean, but, just putting just putting the pieces together. Everybody always talks about and raves about Matt Hardy's creativity. I bet you that was taped at the I, Hardy. I compound. could be dead wrong. No, no, I, I, no. If I had twenty bucks, I could. But because when I saw the ring set up in the woods and this and that, that was the first thing that crossed my mind. No, I agree with you. But you know, going back to WrestleMania, my point was. You know, if and this will never happen because this isn't how Vince works. But if Vince were to get out of the way and say, you know what, guys, make your movie, do your thing, get as creative as you want. Think about all the places they could film the edge Randy Orton, you know, no holds barred, no disqualification stuff. I mean, Christ, they could, you know, fight all over Disney, Kissimmee, the beach, wherever and get away with That's it. That's true. It's and they could, and they've got three weeks to record it. They could record like a segment in Disney and then yes. they could get in the car and, and chase each other and record a segment like at the, uh, 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 at, uh where's the, the space shuttle go off? The Cape Canaveral. Cape NASA? Canaveral. Yeah. Hell. Dude. And, and you know what? They've got the time to do it. Yeah. And you know, if they were smart and that would eliminate any of the, you know, lack of crowd that would eliminate, you know, any botches they could i mean they could pre-record everything they could even maybe put in sound i don't know how, I'm, i've been thinking I, I, I don't about think that, that would be i don't a good know call. if that works i don't think that would be a good call because they've been accused of piping in sound for years and people well, no 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 ass. and they do we i mean look right. every every company has 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 been guilty of piping in noise in post i mean but that's with that's when there's a crowd there right now whether you when you have empty seats and it's funny that how the two companies went went about doing these shows two, uh, two different ways but the for all the WWE shows they've lighted the empty seats and for the AEW show, they blacked out for the most part the empty seats. So WWE is almost putting an emphasis on on the fact that 
there's nobody here as opposed to, you know, they could have blacked out those seats and, and still would have been the same effect, but they've almost, they've almost, uh, you know, they're almost bragging about it. You, you uh, could, you could, you could, you could do the same thing with the AJ Styles undertaker thing. And you could, you could tape these, this stuff anywhere. I mean, the, the, your, the mind is the limit on this stuff. Well, you never know. Uh, out of uh, out of uh, negative and 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 uh, you know restriction comes uh, creativity, and sometimes you got to take the gloves off, and because because uh, uh, things are not uh, are totally uh, out of control, and 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 this would be one of those times where I could say Vince, say like you said, just have fun, do it, go for it. Well, I mean, at this point, we'll what do they have in, to lose? We'll fix it in post. At, at this, yeah. <laughs> and at this point, what do they have to lose? I mean, they don't have a giant venue like Raymond James Stadium anymore. You know, they're doing it at their facility. It's not costing them anything. What do they have to lose? No, they got nothing to lose. Speaking and, and, of- and, and truthfully, after what AEW did this past week in demolishing NXT, it showed they need to do something because SmackDown and Raw were brutal. So everybody has issues when they get old. Uh, some people don't like that they have gray hair. Some people don't like the fact that the hair grows out of their nose and out of their ears, but not on top of their head. It's not fun, folks, but it's something we have to put up with. What I found really hard to deal with was my bald spot. And I, for the longest time, would wear a baseball cap everywhere I went, a la Paul Heyman. And for the longest time, would uh, buy really expensive shampoos that they claimed would help baldness, but didn't really work. And I finally had to accept the fact that I have a bald spot. But you know what? You don't have to accept that fact if you get ahead of the curve, because two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. The good news is, with today's advancements in science, Keeps offers proven treatments that can combat the symptoms of hair loss and help you keep the hair you have at half the cost of your local pharmacy. They didn't have that back when I was going bald, but Keeps is here now to help you from going broke to avoid going bald. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. Some of you may have tried them before, hint, hint, but probably never for this price. Prevention is the key as Keeps treatment really works. They are up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. So act fast. I didn't have that opportunity, but you do, and many men have even experienced hair regrowth with Keeps treatment. Keeps has revolutionized the way men are treated for hair loss. And thanks to Keep, you no longer have to have a doctor's visit for your hair loss prescription. Now you can visit a doctor online, get your hair loss medication delivered to your home. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. And nearly 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss like I couldn't do 10 years ago, go to Keeps.com slash ringside to receive your first month of treatment absolutely free that's keeps.com slash ringside k-e-e-p-s.com slash ringside and you can finally fight your male pattern baldness like i never could go to keeps.com slash ringside today 
I think SmackDown was onto it. The first one they did when Triple H was actually being wise ass and he was shoot, he was he was embracing the challenge that they had uh, with the no audience and stuff like that. And he would have a camera behind him one time, and then he'd be behind, and he would make fun and and shoot about. Yeah, I think him, he was the highlight of that him show. Him being a demotion, getting a demotion, which was in the news, and 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 making fun of Michael Cole for sucking, which has been a common mm-hmm. theme for thirty years. And, and 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 they embraced it, but right. then that went away when Raw happened and last SmackDown and and uh, and and one thing that I found about boy we are jumping around no I, but not but even following my list uh, uh, about the AEW show which by the way I thought was the best wrestling show I've seen I agree uh, in in years if not decades uh, for uh, one of the reasons is is because they embraced the they embraced their their situation i thought it was brilliant to have the wrestlers out there uh just to make some noise and right. you know heels should be ba- booing heels sean spears and mjf betting on the, betting matches, on the matches was phenomenal <laughs> I, you know i didn't even realize they were doing that <laughs> until, until halfway through were they doing that the whole night yeah. and i saw them drinking wine uh but um but yeah, just you know the way they had um, the heel wrestlers and Sammy Guevara sing along to Judas from Jericho. They should like, do that with a different guy every week, <laughs> uh, and 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 that kind of stuff. I just I, I felt like they embraced it. I thought. You know, throw Jericho out there on on commentary. I thought the the line, God, and Arn's probably going to be mad at me for this because Arn sometimes, as you know, if you've heard the story about when Nash did the carrot came out, uh, did the spoof on the horseman, and Nash came out with the uh, the uh, the Seven Eleven uh, cooler, uh, you know, that I.E. full of was was wink wink full of beer, um, and. But the the you know Arn, as you know, if you watch AEW, comes out with like a big play sheet, almost like a football coach's play sheet. And Chris Jericho wrote the line, <laughs> "What is he doing with the Waffle House menu?" <laughs> <laughs> and 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 back in the day, love you, Arn, but back in the day, that was one of the places we ended the night. You know, we would do the show, we would go out and have some cocktails, and we would either end the night at Denny's or Waffle House. Or, so it had to be greasy, um, uh, you know. Uh, Whataburger if we were in Texas or you know uh, they didn't even have In-N-Out Burger back then but um, but yeah it'd always be somewhere greasy so you'd figure five out of ten times it'd probably be Waffle House so that was just a classic line and I texted Jericho and popped and um, really thought that they did some good stuff popped huge for the swerve on uh, Luke Harper uh, Brody Lee because that was the swerve because everybody thought it would be Matt Hardy the line that I loved from the Luke Harper or the I'm, he's going to be Luke Harper forever. The Brody Lee promo was where, who was he talking to Christopher Daniels? And he said, well, you're not the, the only old out of touch, out of touch guy that didn't believe in me. I think he's going to be a big star. I think he is too. The little bit I've seen them let, let him shine. He was good. And, 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 and I've heard stuff. Um, Conrad Thompson has said that Arn has told him told him three years ago that he's one of the best guys WWE had that they didn't use, and that's really saying a lot because there's a lot of great talent that they don't use right. Um, if we're being honest, you know, probably the one of the only ones they use right is AJ Styles, and they were ricochet for a while, and that was all over the place towards the end before this whole craziness hit. But um, but yeah, I really, I really thought AEW and and the other thing I said, and this is not a shit on WWE session by the way, but like we call balls and strikes, I call them as you see them, uh, and I know Jerry, you do too. Is that um, 
is that it what I, and I put this at, at the uh, when oh I was live tweeting again for that show by the way I'm I'm, I'm about as consistent as uh, <laughs> as as a, a ninety year old man's bowel movement but uh, can I say that on the that's, podcast that's that's consistent but um yeah but yeah but um I was live tweeting and the last thing I said was the difference between the AEW show and the WWE shows were the difference between a company whose talent is having fun versus a company whose talent is not. And that's, and that's just as, as Stone Cold would say. And, uh, uh, he, boy, he, I bet you he wishes he didn't get on that private plane, go to Orlando yeah. last week, but as Stone and, and you know, look, you're only as good as the writers and the, even if you're Stone Cold, Steve Austin, you're only as good as what you got to play off of and love Brian sex, Byron Saxton, but he's not obviously the best per- person to play off with. Steve Austin would not be st- Stone Cold Steve Austin without an audience. I mean, that was an organic thing that happened uh, that made him Stone Cold Steve Austin and made him one of the biggest attractions in the history of the business. And when you don't have an audience, I don't care if you're the greatest writer or the greatest uh, 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 creative person in the world, uh, you don't have an audience to play off of. A guy like Stone Cold Steve Austin is really hard to play that character. And they tried. I give him credit. They tried. It was okay. Uh, I guess Byron, Byron got kicked in the ball, so... Uh, Maybe he'll get some uh, some extra pay for ball kicking, but um, hey, going back to um, to WrestleMania, you had you were telling me a little inside scoopage uh, on uh, on before they uh, canceled WrestleMania that WWE had had discussions with uh, another venue that you know of for sure. Well, I know for a fact. Um and for those of you that don't know, we're based in Tampa. Uh, I was got in Tom Brady. Well, yeah, Tom Brady. God bless that. That's going to be fun. Um, you know, I, I was in the sports radio world here in Tampa for almost 20 years. So I've got a lot of connections all over everywhere. Um, what I was told, and I've seen this reported a, a, a place or two, and I can confirm at least one of the places. Um, the time in between them making the decision to cancel it and when the announcement was made the WWE was talking to a couple different locations about moving WrestleMania out of Tampa. And I, from what I understand, it's because things got contentious between the WWE and I mean, essentially the mayor's office. Um, for those of you guys that don't know, Jane Castor, the mayor of Tampa, who I adore. She is just one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in your never, life. Never met her. She's awesome. Uh, I I'll think the world of her. Yeah, no, I, I think the world of her. She's a former police chief, and she's also a no bullshit kind of person. So I'm not saying this happened, but if Vince McMahon came strutting in there trying to pull a power play, Jane Castor would have looked at him and went, bitch, please. And it wouldn't have worked. Um, and I think there was a big tussle. You don't back think she'd have been intimidated by Vince McMahon? I don't know her. I never met her. Not in the slightest. Really? I don't think so at all. Wow. Um, you know, everybody knows the back and forth. Uh, you know, you mentioned the force majeure, um, things like that. But I, I know for a fact that the WWE spoke to at least one other location up in the Northeast about moving WrestleMania there. That's on an Indian reservation, correct? Because they don't have to follow federal law. The Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, and you know, I don't want to get too deep into this because I don't want to out anybody, but I know those conversations happened. And I, my take on it was, and I don't know this for sure, this is purely me speculating, it probably didn't happen because everybody's already in Orlando. 
the production teams are already here. Um, it wouldn't have been open to the public because the casinos and everything are closed down up there. Basically, they would have had the property. Murmurs on the street also are that uh, things did not, based on your uh, talking about the Jane Caster and the, the WWE, uh, things are not on great terms with WWE and the uh, city of Tampa right now. Uh, I think that would probably be a safe bet. And just me reading through the tea leaves and, you know, my my spidey sense is going off. And, and I mentioned this to you before we recorded and you didn't seem to think anything of it. But the official announcement that the WWE made made no reference to the city of Tampa and coming back, made no reference to the fans, made no reference to any of the events. All they simply said was we're moving. Yeah, no, they obviously didn't leave happy. Right. It's, I mean, it was obvious from body language and, 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 and verbiage, and they did not leave happy. And it was obvious that it took two weeks to get uh, of a, what was really a pissing contest. Well, you know, uh, you know, make me leave, you know, and, you know, no, you, you, you quit. No, you make me leave. No, you walk away. Well, was, and I think part of that had to do, again, with the whole force, the force majeure, majeure thing. Because from what I understand, and I, I, again, I'm getting this second and third hand. But from what I was told and what I understand, basically, if the WWE uh, canceled and called off the event, they would have to pay the city of Tampa. On the other hand, if the city called it off, the city would have to pay the WWE. So basically, it was it was the Hatfields and McCoys. It was a duel. And I'm, I'm assuming some kind of I, I, did, I don't know this for a fact, but just putting two and two together, some kind of agreement was made. Yeah, probably they agreed not to do business together in the future. And, or until Jane Castor's I, out of office. I will say this, that, and Jane Castor had nothing to do with this, but I will say this, uh, several years ago, um, there was a Garth Brooks concert uh, mm-hmm. scheduled in downtown Tampa in the Amelie Arena where the hockey team plays, and the Lightning and the hockey team made the uh, Stanley Cup, which would have coincided with one of the dates, if not both of the dates, that Garth Brooks was. Now, it just so happened that people may not know this, but Garth Brooks charges the same amount for every ticket. Whether you sit in the front row or the back of the stadium, you pay 79 bucks. Mm-hmm. I happened to get really good seats because I woke up and got on and got lucky. Really good seats. So I was going to be really close to the stage for 79 bucks and i'm a big garth brooks fan so uh apparently in their negotiation to try to change the date postpone the concert the same kind of not the same this was more a hockey game nhl scheduling issue as opposed to we're locking down the country and everybody has to stay home for two months but it's similar kind of situation where uh where you know Nobody wants to say, I'm not going to do this show or we're going to cancel on you because of who's responsible and left holding the goods. I do know that there's a reason uh, why Garth Brooks has not been back to Tampa, and that's because he was not happy with the way that it was taken care of. So uh, not pointing any fingers, Jane Castor was not in office, but there's a history of the city of Tampa not backing down even to big uh, brands uh, when it comes to who has to pull out and why. Well, and to be fair, I think that was more the lightning organization who owns Amelie arena. But if you think that the Vinick and the lightning organization isn't tied to the city of Tampa, come on. No, I agree with you. But at the end of the day, you know, they don't make the schedule. The NHL does. And, and And you know, I, I know a little about this. It had nothing to do so much with the city as it had to do with the NHL. But I lost my tickets to Garth. And, and I got to tell you, you missed a hell of a concert because I've seen him live. I saw him live, too. Um, but, but I but, saw him live like 20 years ago. Though. I saw him 20 years ago, like six rows center. 
right. the stage. Sorry. Bastard. Anyways, um, you know, everybody's quick to point out the WrestleMania thing in Raymond James Stadium, but you're also forgetting access was at the convention center. Emily Arena was tied up three or four nights. You know, WWE had events in three or four other locations, too. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's not just Raymond James Stadium and WrestleMania that, that was affected by this. Not to mention they found a way, and, and still nobody's quite sure how they did it, to lock out uh, the WrestleCon venues and, and uh, from downtown. That WrestleCon uh, was, as you know, in the uh, minor league Yankee Stadium uh, baseball. Well, yeah, but downtown Tampa, I mean, outside of the convention center and Amelie Arena, I mean, unless they go to like Curtis Hickson Park, there's really no other venues downtown that they could go to that would be big enough for well, that. Well, hotels. Last year, WrestleCon was in downtown Manhattan in uh, Midtown Marriott. Yeah, but but are the conference rooms somewhere like that? In, in New York would be big enough, but the ones in Tampa, oh, are maybe, they? I don't know. You know, so that's the thing you've got to keep in mind, because I was surprised that Steinbrenner Field was used. That seemed kind of like a weird, weird venue to me, but, you know. Well, it all didn't happen, and... Um like I said, folks, we're in uncharted territories here, and we will have a guest next week. We will not uh, do a rambling uh, podcast each and every week talking about uh, the craziness of, of what's going on, but we did think we should address it this week. So uh, for those of you who dug it, uh, appreciate you tuning in and, and listening. For those of you who uh, didn't like the rambling, we'll be back to a more rigid uh, rundown next week anything else yeah I, I was wanted to ask you real quick you you brought up you mentioned the difference between aew and wwe in the last week and you said aew seemed like they were guys that were having fun let me ask you taking aew out of the equation just wwe programming not counting triple h because we already said he was the rock star and all of that yeah what he may have been the impetus of what a lot of actually aew did i agree I agree. What do you think between SmackDown and Raw, the last two shows, what was the best segment you saw on WWE television between SmackDown and Raw? Because I've got, I've got a theory on this. Uh, Asuka uh, doing color commentary? That was funny. I was going <laughs> to say Edge. You know, a lot of people really like that promo. My wife, I had it on, and my wife, uh, who doesn't hate wrestling, but not a huge fan, my wife was like, if you don't turn this off, I'm going upstairs, because <laughs> without a crowd, this sucks. And so I saw a lot of people really liked it, but well, I, here's, I, I didn't love it, I got to say. Here's, here, here's the difference I saw between what Edge did and what everybody else did between Raw and SmackDown, and tell me if I'm wrong. WWE teaches their guys promo wise not to look in the camera. You know, you're talking to the person, the interviewer, you're talking to whoever you're not looking in the camera. Edge didn't do that. Edge looked square in the camera and he gave that promo to the camera. He gave it to the people sitting there at home on your couch. And that's you had an empty arena. Who else are you talking to? Even Triple H on SmackDown when they opened with the 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 um, uh, Bailey and uh, oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Sasha Banks. They come out and they're trying to hype a crowd and Triple H goes, do they not know there's nobody here? <laughs> I, I heard the I heard the ring announcer say, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm thinking, no, there's no ladies and gentlemen. But I, I understand that those kind of uh, those lines are hard to break. I was thinking, though, it'd probably be the easiest gig I ever did uh, as far as 
you don't have any crowd to count down or crowd to to hype up. I mean, that's really the ring announcer's job for the most part is to hype up the crowd and and let them know what's going on. And if you don't have any crowd, uh, there's really I don't even know that you need a ring announcer, quite frankly. Although Brandy did it for AEW, and and they no they, offense, they, she's cuter than you are. Uh, much, much. Yeah. Um. We we uh we I got off topic. Uh. That, that's a effing surprise. But uh. <laughs> I got off topic. We were talking about Luke Harper and how they swerve with that. Right. And then they came full circle and did the Matt Hardy. Not only did they do the Matt Hardy, they did it where all of a sudden you heard before you saw it, the Vanguard uh, coming through the arena and then landing. And, and then they, te- you know, you sort of knew before he made the appearance. That was almost Phantom of the Opera-esque. I thought it was awesome. I, I saw Dave Scher uh, from PW Insider write uh, an article about that show and write that he legitimately popped when he heard it. And I legitimately popped. I'm going, no freaking way. And, uh, and, and, and I thought that was great. Um, and I thought Jericho was great. And uh, I'm not saying that because uh, he's a friend of mine, but uh, he does fantastic stuff. I think there's a universal agreement on that. But just the fact that they did the Luke Harper and the Matt Hardy and they were able to get so much excitement with no fans in the audience is a testament to uh, how outside the box they think, how much they embrace the the moment and the, the challenges. And, and quite frankly, like I said, how much fun they're having. Well, they delivered the obvious in a non-obvious way. Exactly. They got creative with it. Exactly. And, you know, again, this is... Which a- goes back to your first point, which is if WWE will take off the gloves and since they're pre-taping everything, it appears, uh, and let, you know, let these guys have some fun with it. Let the Jeremy Borashes of the world, and there's a lot of creative people behind the scenes there at are. every major wrestling company. I even saw it in Impact Wrestling. It's a whole new crew because AEW took Keith Mitchell because we talked we talked to Ed, Ed Nordham about it. They, they took Keith Mitchell they took Kevin Sullivan, uh, not the devil, the, the production guy. They took most of the production staff, so they had to find new people or they had to promote people. But they're great people doing great things uh, on very little bit of a budget in Impact Wrestling. Um, even they're doing fantastic stuff So so and creative stuff. So there's a lot of creative people that love this business and that just want a chance to let their little of their creative juices be shown. And I think we saw a little bit of that with AEW. I think uh, this week, I think we're going to see more of that. Uh, and and Matt Hardy, like you said, might be one of the forces behind that. And, and Vince, uh, you and I have never met and you wouldn't know me from Adam, although I Stephanie did know who I was. We didn't talk about Stephanie that I no, that's the one positive one positive WrestleMania. One actually thing that I benefited from uh WrestleMania in Tampa is I got a free lunch and <laughs> uh and, and got a picture with Steph and I actually said, Hey, uh you, I'm sure I'm David Penzer. I was the ring announcer for WCW. Uh, I used to drive me and Pee Wee Anderson used to drive with Paul when he first started in WCW and uh he used to stay with us and she was like, oh, I knew your name sounded familiar and very nice, very charming. I've uh, heard she's really familiar. Very charming. Friendly. Took a picture, put it on uh, Twitter. Yeah, te- for your te- job te- interview. Teased that I had a job interview. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, Scott Demore is texting me going, uh, we're, we're, we're booking you a flight for Atlanta, but don't tell anybody. So the whole the whole craziness of the story I told last week about, are you upset that you're that that AEW didn't use you and no, I'm done and I'm good with it and I'm happy with everything. And then, and then teasing about the Stephanie McMahon thing and this and, and booking flights with Bob Ryder and Scott Demore. It all happened within the same 24 hour time period. It was one of the, uh, the, the more insane, uh, 
time periods just because all of that happening and the range of emotions of accepting the fact that you're not there and then going back in time a little bit in your career and getting to meet Stephanie and to have a little conversation about those days uh, uh, and, and talk, thinking about Pee Wee and then, you know, walking back from that lunch from Raymond James Stadium to my car and Bob Ryder's calling me saying we need to book you air travel. Uh so damn Penzer, I didn't know you were in such demand. Well, I'm not. It was just it was a 24 hour period of craziness, followed by a, a three week period of even more craziness that had nothing to do with me. But listen, hey, um, anything else? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, just to piggyback what you said about the creativity on on the Matt Hardy stuff. Um, you know, Matt has repeatedly said he left WWE because he wanted creative. Great, it call, wasn't, it great wasn't call about money. on the Lance Hoyt stuff. I'm going to reach out to people who would know, but I, if I were a betting man, I'd say that you're 100% right and didn't think of it. Uh, I was wondering where they taped that. I, I I know Lance has some land in Texas. I thought maybe they did there, and they could have. Uh, well, but, and Jacksonville's not that far from North Carolina where they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the but I, I think, you know, all along, Matt Hardy said he left WWE not because of the money, but because of the creative. He felt handcuffed. Well, they got some. I have a feeling they got some creative people in there now. I have a feeling AEW on TNT is about to get nutty, unless they shut it down because nobody could be could travel. Uh, Okay, then you know what? They've done this before. Why can't they have events at Hardy's compound? I guess. How crazy would that be? I guess that would be uh, it'd be something. It'd yeah. be something to talk about. I don't know if you could do it every week, but then again, I didn't think Orange Cassidy would be an every week thing, and they proved me wrong on that. I mean, I don't know the legalities of it. I mean, obviously, arenas and stuff like that, you can't have big groups of people, uh, private property. I don't, I don't know. Could they legally do it and get away with it? Probably, at least for a couple of weeks, probably. Like I said, we're in uncharted waters here, uh, not only in the wrestling business, in the world. And uh, I've quite never, you know, you see apocalypse movies and end of days movies uh, like uh, some of the stuff we're seeing now. And just hope that uh, to wrap this up, just hope that you all stay safe. Hope you got a little bit of enjoyment from me rambling and Jerry uh, uh, carrying the podcast as he usually does from off the off off the microphone. That's a lie. And and, uh, that's a damn lie that, that that may be the one thing i'll agree with you on. and um <laughs> uh and 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 stay safe and uh um, i know my anxiety has been through the roof so if you're you know if, if you're feeling a little worrisome about the future or the status of things of your life uh you're not alone you know we've talked to uh, to different wrestling personalities about battles with anxiety and it's probably important i wasn't playing i'm talking about it, it wasn't on my list uh probably important uh, to, to take a moment and say that that if you're feeling anxiety if you're feeling stress uh join the club a b don't let it paralyze you although you don't have many options these days but try to engage yourself in 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 looking online uh looking at old videos if you remember the wwe network if not you, there's tons of stuff on youtube you could find um uh you know uh netflix you know, there's all kinds of now, thank God we don't, we, we live in a time where there's not just three channels on, uh, if this would have happened when I was 10 years old, I think it would have been totally different. There was no cell phones. There was no internet. There was no, there was nothing. So we would have sat home and played tiddlywinks and tic-tac-toe and did the humming game. Like I used to do when I was, me and my brother would fight like dogs when I was 
11 and he was eight and we were driving in the station wagon uh, uh going on a trip and we'd play the humming game and uh we ended up fi- uh fighting every time and uh, we still fight to this day not over the humming game can i ask a stupid question yeah what the hell is the humming the game? humming game you hung a hum a song oh yeah oh, okay you're probably good at it because i heard you have cho- you have chops that's a lie i heard you had ch- good why, why are you spreading so many lies about me <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but um but yeah, you hum a song. So say uh, Piano Man. I'd hum Piano Man, and then we, I, and then my brother would have to guess Piano Man. Although oh, okay, it wasn't gotcha. wasn't really Piano Man. It was uh, back then. It was probably Happy Birthday to You or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Say Piano Man hadn't even been written yet. Yeah, when you exactly. Were that age. Exactly. But um, did I just call you old? Yes, I'm. I, I think be, I did. I'm going to be 54 with no place to celebrate next month or in May. So that's right. With no place to celebrate. Um, we'll, 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 we'll find a place to celebrate. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll celebrate here. Hey, you guys want to do a, uh, uh, you want to do a, uh, a show at the Penzer compound? Come on down. I live, <laughs> I live, I live on the 18th hole of a golf course. So this guy's, I also run the golf course, by the way, I'm the chairman of the board that runs it. Uh, so, uh, might be able to make something work you no know, promises. Uh, but, uh, I could, I could talk to some people and see what we could do and we could do like a golf, uh, edition of, of one of the wrestling shows. Uh, you never know. You laugh now and you, you roll your eyes, but in three, four weeks, they may be desperate enough not to do it in my, in my compound, but they may be crazy enough to do something like that. You never know. So anyway, um, on behalf of Jerry and I appreciate you jumping on, uh, like I said, we hope uh, if this gave you anything, but a few moments of, of just something else to talk about and a little inside info from some people who know the area and, uh, from somebody like me who, according to James, has 25 years in the business. And the only thing I've accomplished is working for two failed companies. Uh, so uh, love you, James. Uh, Way to go, Jimmy. Yeah. But, uh, You're but, a but bastard. Uh, you guys stay safe. We will, like I said, we'll be back to normal next week. And uh, hopefully we could get a guest on who uh, could talk about the impact of this. If not, we'll just talk wrestling and take your mind off of what is a, a very worrisome and 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 once in a lifetime if at that situation so until next time on behalf of jerry p tuck i'm david penzer sorry for rambling but i'm still sitting ringside follow david penzer on twitter at david penzer also make sure to follow the show on twitter at penzer ringside you've been sitting ringside with david penzer on radio influence This is a Landry football quick fix on Radio Influence. Then the whole issue was two things. One, personally, you know, location, family, you can get on a flight from here to there to this family member. And what That was a big, big important part. But in either case, or in maybe two or three instances, he was going to seek out and get a lot of leeway to kind of do his own thing. Ironically, and I don't think it is a coincidence that a lot of what's really sold Brady on Tampa. I mean, Tampa, the city, happens to fit the locale of Brady wanting to move on to fly up to New York and a pretty, you know, easy flight to, you know, that that of course has everything to do with locale. The the Buccaneers appeal was the people associated in in Tampa. Tom Moore, Clyde Christensen, Bruce Arians. Those guys were all 
Peyton Manning guys work with those groups. This offense that Bruce Arians runs is very much, well, it is that offense and the Colts with variations over time, but everything that I think Brady likes. And so this, and it gives a lot of freedom and concepts and ideas, which again, he had a lot of freedom in New England at the line of scrimmage, but he's going to have more freedom leading into it. So that's what led to the decision to go to the Buccaneers. Who's there, what they're going to allow him to do, and a lot of freedom. The Landry Football Podcast with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.